What's good, everybody? This is your boy, Ra L. Bay, coming at you with episode two. And I've been trying to figure out what am I going to owe adversity. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How was your day today? How you feeling? How you living? How you loving and laughing like usual? I hope so, because I know I am. Anyways, today's topic is about adversity. Now, I know everybody ain't smart. I'm not calling some people dumb, but just know that adversity is hardship, difficulties, you know, obstacles that present themselves in front of your goal to give you resistance. It's to stop you from going where you're trying to go through. It's a form of pain, and the good people need it. And now the pain I'm talking about is on two different levels. See, the good pain or the good people that need the pain helps build character. But then there you have other people in this world who deserve pain. And that's just because of all the, the evil they've been doing. See, pain has levels to it. You know, no, I I find it very comical how people take life for granted. How they take what they have and what they go through for granted. Like, I'm glad for my adversities. I don't know how you are. I'm glad that the world has to go through what it's going through. Now, hear me out. I know. I know some people think I'm crazy because the world is in a lot of pain right now. But there's something you need to recognize when it comes to pain. See, pain gives you permission to recognize love. Okay, I'm going to say it again because, you know, some people think I'm crazy for even saying it. Pain gives you permission to recognize love. And I need you to recognize those words see let's shift out of your perspective and let me shift out of my own for if we were pain i would want you to experience me i would want you to go through everything that i am that only you can handle just so you can recognize what i am not see i need you to know who i am and what i am in all aspects And now you may be asking, who gives me permission to do such things to you? And just know that it ain't you. Because you can't give me permission because you didn't create me. Who gave me permission is the one who created you. And actually, I didn't get permission from them. They gave me authorization to give you permission. To recognize what I am not by being aware of what I am. You get it? By being aware of me. And don't worry. I cannot exist in your life unless love is in your life in some form. But by being aware of me, it allows you to recognize that love that's in your life. Now, a lot of people fall short at this part. See, there is a saying, what you focus on expands and what you resist persists. See, a lot of people focus on me, the pain, as I allow them to experience me in their life rather than shifting their focus to 
their love, even though that the love in their life is finite, is very, is very minuscule, small. But that's why my presence is needed, because a lot of people don't notice the growth of that love. So they need to see and experience me on a depth so great that you should be able to notice what is what by me being in your life. But a lot of people fall short of this. So I ask you to shift back to your perspectives. All right, I'm Rael Bay. You are you, pain is pain. And that's what you fail to see. See, you are trying to take pain's place by focusing on it so deeply, but you can't. It is not your job. It's your job to learn to love you. Now, some people may wonder, how do I learn to love myself? Well, first, you need to stop focusing on the problem, which is the pain that you're going through. You keep replaying different scenarios to see why you're going through what you're going through, which that is thinking backwards. What you really need to do is cleanse yourself of the pain. And you need to do that by focusing on what can I do to get out of this situation? What can I do to grow from this? The main question one should ask from themselves, what lesson am I learning or am I meant to learn from this? Okay, so it goes like this. You were happy. Something happens, creates adversity. You have two options. First option, you can be swallowed up in the adversity and become a bitter negative Nancy. Or two, you can embrace what's going on. Ask yourself, what lesson am I meant to learn from this so you can grow and build yourself up to be a better person instead of that bitter person? See, the whole purpose of adversity is growth. That's why I was saying, you know, pain or adversity gives you permission to recognize love or growth. So what I'm going to do next is let me give you some tips to learn how to become aware of the love. Because most people are fixated on the pain, replaying the scenarios that led up to that pain, which is actually it's not setting you up for a comeback, but it's setting you up to stay back in your past, wallow in it and not move forward. Because you can miss opportunities by being fixated on the bad that you went through rather than learning your lesson through it, grow from it and become a better person. So tip number one is find out what you love to do outside of television, outside of laying in your bed, outside of thinking all the time. Like next time you go outside, go for a walk. It's a known fact that walk actually clears the mind, builds clarity and calms the heart. Interesting stuff. But like I said before, never believe what I say. You go research it yourself, find out about it. The benefits, you know, I'm going to tell you what to type in Google to make it easier for you. Type in the benefits of walking. Oh, and uh, okay, but let's just jump to tip number two, which is take off your shoes and your socks. 
go walk in some grass or on some actual dirt or on the beach. And if you are confident enough and not worried about what other people think, take those feet and plant them in the dirt or on the beach, in the sand. It is also a known fact that by putting your feet in the ground, it actually uh, cleanses the energy fields within your body, which you know makes you a happier, more calmer person and gives you clarity as well. But like I'm always going to say, don't believe me, look it up, type it in Google or whatever you use to search the benefits of planting your feet. Um, tip number three, change the way you eat. Now, a lot of people, because of cognitive dissonance and fluoride and many other chemicals, don't realize that the fact that what you eat also messes with your emotions. See, what you eat, if you read the ingredients, have certain chemicals. Your body is just one big old chemical factory, and it works together and what benefits and what not and what doesn't. So depending on what you eat in, like certain foods can cause depression. Certain things like alcohol can actually cause you, you know, memory loss. It can cause you to lose sense of who you are. It can also make you, um, it, it can do a lot of bad than good. But depending on what you're eating and drinking, it can also affect how you are feeling and how you are willing to move forward or not. So you have to pay attention to what you're eating. So when you go on Google to do your research, like whatever your top three things you eat, I want you to go turn it over, read the ingredients. If you see something and you don't know what it is, go on Google, type in... Uh, the what are the benefits of like say if you love plums what are the benefits of plums or say are you eating something and you know it's unhealthy and you see something like say you see a chemical that says let me see how about a uh, riboflavin you know the what are the side effects of that or like say you see soy what are the side effects of soy as since it used to be good and now it's actually detrimental to the thyroid gland. And yeah, you don't want to mess with that stuff. But moving along, um, tip number, don't know what number I'm at, but just the next tip is you need to learn how to build your day. Like the only, the main reason people are so stuck in the pain and the sorrows of whatever they're going through is because they are shifting their focus too much on the bad like you need to create as i would say create your perfect day like what time would you love to you know rise up in the morning or the evening or the afternoon but morning is always the best like what are the things the first thing you should always do is not touch your phone, but what are the things you would love to do? And as soon as you, you know, rise up, that gives you your you time. Like you don't focus on anything but you. Like for me, when I when I rise up now, sometimes I I rise at 5:30 in the morning, but sometimes I'll be waking up at 11, 12, and whatever. But 
when I rise up, first thing I like to do is I like to do my palils. Some people call them prayers, you know, give thanks. And, you know, thank you for allowing me to get up uh, once again to continue my mission to become closer to the most highs. That's what I call our creator. Everyone has a different name for him, but that's the most highs is what I call him. Um, the next thing I'll do is after that, I will get my exercises on. It's either I'm going for a jog, not in the gym, because for some reason I, I notice my endurance levels are higher when I go jogging in a gym, but when I go jogging outside, it's a whole different ball game. So I go jog outside. I go do exercises, whether it's at a gym or at the house, because there's nowhere in my area where I can go do exercises out outside. Um, then after I'm done exercising, I come back. Uh, I do some reading. Fun tip is um, when it comes to reading and exercise, it's always best, like no matter what you're doing in the morning, if you're going to be doing some business-related stuff or stuff to build on your mind, it's best to do your exercises first because it's actually a fact that by exercising, it builds the mind up to be prepared to work. Because, like, if you're getting up early, like, 5.30 in the morning, and then you're trying to go read a book, your mind's prepared to go right back to sleep. But when you do get up, and then you get into your exercise mode, it's like you're waking up the whole body. And don't forget water. Water is so important. Matter of fact, because even though I slip on it sometimes, when you rise, you drink some water. Then go do your pillows, then go exercise, drink some more water, get your read on. Then after I'm done reading, I normally would do one or two things. One, I would actually uh, start writing some stuff because normally I have ideas in my process of running. And when I'm running, I'm also listening to either some music to get me hype or I'm listening to a some motivational speaking, you know, get my mind right like I'm supposed to. And then uh, I would, oh, the one or two things I would be doing would be, one, I'll be writing some stuff down because I'll be having ideas. Or two, I'll be working on my business. I give myself some time. And normally I've noticed when I wake up at 530, my body actually only acts of six hours of sleep. And by doing so, I give myself a two hour nap. Midday, sometime in the day when I'm just like, I feel sleepy, I go get you know, a two-hour nap to recharge. So that way I get my full eight hours of sleep. Let me see, what else do I do after all of that? But then there's more. Then, you know, then there's errands to run. There are people to get back to uh, creating content and moving forward and, you know, living life, doing things that I love. And by doing so, by doing these things, it keeps my mind away from the negative thoughts. It keeps my mind away from, I've noticed the more you focus on building you, the more likely it is that the negative people will not be in your, in your air. Like they won't be around you because it's a whole energy thing. You're not, it's, it's not what you attract. And like you're over here being positive abundant and living life and those people who are you know lethargic don't care about what's going on don't feel like doing anything with themselves just pure lazy they would like they would remove themselves from your life without you even putting forth any effort 
And that's just the interesting thing. All right, and the next tip, and then I'm gonna let everybody go. The next tip is to analyze your life. Like, look at your life from the people that's in it to the things that you do. And I need you to get a pen and pad and write out on the left side at the top uh, what's good in my life. And then I want you to put a line in the middle and on the right side put in put out write up what's not good in my life. And like you can list the people that's good in your life, the things that you do that's good for you, and like what makes you happy, what do you enjoy that benefits you. Even if it's things you don't want to do, but you know you need to do them in order to grow as a person. Write those down on that side. And then you need to recognize like what you know it's not good for you, like watching eight hours of a TV show or watching several movies in one day. Now, don't get me wrong. It's always good to have at least one day where you just enjoy relaxing, doing whatever you want to do because of all the work you put forth. A part of the grind is also relaxing. And I want you to analyze both sides. And now I need you to create a schedule. And now the purpose of the schedule is not to constrain you into, oh, I got to do this stuff. It is actually to prioritize your life so that way you are able to give yourself more freedom. And it's it's interesting how life works like that. Like people think, oh, man, I got all this stuff to do. I got so much to do. I I'll be forgetting I have to do this and that and all of this. It's because you don't have your life in order. See, order is law like without law there's no order and without order there's no law and the universe works through laws and so how can you receive something such as abundance if you're not willing to give order to your life to require that type of law which is universal law to work in your favor see when you have no order you're out of order and by being out of order you're going out of your way to be something you're not but it's just so oh, that's a whole nother story let's get back to this schedule i'm gonna make it simple for you what time do you want to wake up like what is the time and i find out that by waking up early rather than like oh i'm a night person even though i'm a night person but by waking up early you get more time out of your day you get more stuff done before 12 o'clock hits than most people get throughout their whole day so the first thing you need to figure out, what time do you want to wake up? Now, some people, oh, I want to wake up at, you know, four or five in the morning. Hold your horses. Because, you know, some people don't know how to, you, some people don't know how to make that commitment. So what I suggest is give yourself a realistic time. You know, you can wake up early in the morning. Some people can wake up at six, seven, eight o'clock. And some people even nine. What you want to do is. Pick a, pick a time you want to wake up realistically, and you're going to do that for a whole year. You're going to create your schedule starting your time with that time. And as each year goes about, for the new year, you'll go back an hour. Then you'll keep going back an hour until you at your preferred time to wake up. So for me, 530. And then you're going to pick what's the first thing you're going to do when you rise up at that time. Now, keep in mind the things you don't want to be doing. You don't want to be looking at your phone. You actually giving your energy to others rather than having that you time. Being on that phone is not you time. That is 
distraction. So you want to, you don't want to be on your phone. You don't want to be checking your emails. You don't want to be doing stuff for others because the whole purpose of rising early is to give yourself a you time. And that's the best time to give some time to you is early in the a.m. Because the first person you're thinking about as you rise is you. You're giving yourself energy. So that way your day could be more productive. So you pick the time you want to wake up. Find the first few things you want to do as you rise. Like some people do they they palils as I call them a prayer. Some people rise and go make some coffee or some tea. Grab a book and do a nice old read. Some people do yoga. Some people decide to go take a nice walk outside. Some people go jogging. There's so much things you can do. Some people got like things that they just enjoy. Some people like listening into jazz as they rise. So much you can do. You want to spend some time with you. Give that self some you time. Then like I know most people have jobs. So what you want to do next is you're not going to create a life around your job. You're going to create your job around your life. Like some people got nine to five jobs. So if you're waking up at five in the morning, you're taking care of you from five to, you know, five. Like say you got to be at work. You live 30 minutes away from work. And you got to be out the house at 830 so you can get to work on time. So say you create yourself a schedule for some you time from 530 to 8. And from that 8 to 830 is when you get them ready for work or whatever. And now the whole goal is not to be at work for the rest of your life. As you get home, you know, you, you know, say, give yourself two, three hours to work on whatever your side hustle is. You can even incorporate some of that time into your morning routine and then you know give yourself from seven to like ten is your no from seven to nine that's going to be your you know relaxation time to do whatever you feel like doing then from nine to ten is you winding down going to bed or reading a book to go to sleep and like but there's so many like just go on youtube there's so many people who are given that type of information on how to create your perfect schedule. I'm like, that's the, what I first did, you know, to learn how to create my perfect schedule. And I'm still working on it, but it works very well. I'm still trying to master it because, you know, it takes a while, but it works very well. It's very helpful. I get more done in the day than I would do if I was just like, oh, I'll just do it when it comes to mind, which is a waste of time. And I do encourage you, if you are serious about getting your adversities in check there's two things you need to do one you need to write everything down like if you your your brain likes life to be simple and by holding all that information in your head it actually it just makes you more forgetful so one write everything down matter of fact there's an app called evernote it allows you to have multiple notebooks and different notes and everything set up that makes life so simple because you can use it on cross platforms. You could be on your phone or a tablet and you could jump straight to your computer. Same information is there. It updates as you save the information. Um, what you want to do is, if you go on Evernote or if you use it, uh, create a note called Mind Dump. Everything you know that you need to be doing that's in your head, I need you to write it all down. 
And like as you write it and each one put bullet points of like you breaking the process down of the little things you need to do. That's I've done it. It clears your mind completely. It gives you like a clean slate thinking if you feel overwhelmed. The second thing that you need to do, get your life together. It's like, man, you've been all over the place for how long? Like you've been in this rut for how long? I'm like, when are you going to let yourself overcome your adversities? Like, remember, you deserve better. You need to be better to become better, to be the best that you can be. So because somebody out there is waiting for you to change your ways so you can be that example. So you can be living in your purpose so they can live in their purpose where if you don't rise up, they can't rise up. It's interesting how life works. It's like some people out here, a good amount of people out here need someone to be that example. And if you are so-called conscious enough to what's going on and how life is and you understand the the depths of spirituality and all that other stuff then it's you are obligated to get your life together you are obligated to become rich in all aspects of your life to become wealthy financially not for the money's sake so that way your mind is not focused on getting money but it's focused on creating value for others so that they can better their lives and get themselves out of their situation so that we all can rise up. But I already know everyone can't rise up. You know, this is only for the few, the strong, the people who are willing to face adversity despite how they feel, despite what's going on, despite the atrocities that they have to handle on a day-to-day basis. I need you to stop being weak because you're not weak. You're stronger than that. I need you to find yourself i need you to take the time to love yourself because look i'm taking the time to love me if i can do it i'm like if this is how if i can do it as easily distracted as i get about a lot of things if i can take the time to orchestrate my life to learn to love me and get myself situated and to prosper like i should be then i believe anyone can do it so i need you to stop being weak Stop being soft. Get your shit together. Get your life together. And then don't worry about the adversities. They're going to come, but you can handle them. But just remember, a setback is just a setup for a comeback. But don't come back with the vengeance. You need to come back with a better state of mind for the grind. You got it. I'm out.